0: Well, it's good to be able to stand before God's people this morning. Amen. I want to thank um, Sister Tabitha for that song. Amen. I sent her a message on Friday, Saturday, saying, "Do you know this song?" And it was she must have been busy because it was quite a while, or seemed like quite a while. And I go, oh, my. What am I going to do? then she sent back another text or another message that says, is this the one? And I said, it is the one. But she did an outstanding job, and and I appreciate her. And it goes along with the message uh, today. Brother John will be happy because we're going to take some of our verses from the Old Testament. And I'm going to be happy because we take some from the New Testament, and uh, I've got uh, 17 minutes, (laughs) so I'm going to speak fast, so listen fast. Uh, Turn with me, please, and we're going to begin in Hebrews, the 11th chapter, and uh, I appreciate it. Brother Tim, this, this volume is perfect. I told him, I said, turn it up because I I want people to hear uh, me. I know there are some that have uh, uh, challenges with hearing. Stand up if you want to. All right. Turn with me to Hebrews, the 11th chapter. And one of the verses we'll be looking at is verse number 21. We all know uh, the story or the Bible accounting of, the, of this verse and the verses that are in Genesis, the 25th chapter, dealing with Esau and Jacob. But I'm going to bring you today a little different idea on Jacob and Esau. In Hebrews, the 11th chapter and 24th verse, by faith, Jacob, when he was a dying, Bless both the sons of Joseph and worship, leaning upon the top of his staff. Our Heavenly Father, as we come to you now, I gotta, uh, my prayer is today that the ones here today or that will be listening to this message over uh, uh, the website and the internet, God, I pray that they not hear me, but they hear you and that they picture in their mind these verses and this Bible accounting of the strife and the situations and the lies that were told. God, just bless all that are here in person and those that will end their hearing. Lord, we just ask these blessings upon this service, and we ask it all in God's name. For your sake we do pray. Man, my prayer is that when we come to the end of our race, that we don't have a mind of bitterness, but a continence of forgiveness and joy in the Lord. To love the brethren and to worship the Lord. if we look at key parts of this 21st verse, it tells us that Jacob worshipped leaning upon his staff. And there is a reason that he was leaning upon his staff, and we will get to that in the rest of the message. But I was up looking in the our attic, and I was frantic. Uh, uh, believe it or not, I don't remember how many years ago it was, but my two sons and I we went on a Boy Scout hike. Now you have to think about that—a Boy Scout hike. We went from sea level to eight thousand four hundred feet in. Well, Five days? My pack weighed 70-plus pounds. I don't carry 70 pounds if it feels good. And we had a challenge, but I was able to come back with a beautiful uh, walking stick, looking frantically for it and couldn't find it. But if we look at this message... Being thankful for our limp. Wow. I can tell you that each and every one of us today has a biblical limp. We do. Every one of us have a limp. And if you think about Jacob and his limp, why it was there and what he had done for God to touch the hollow of his thigh to give him that limp. But first we have to go back to Genesis 32 or 31 or 32 verses 21 through 31. You know the Bible accounting of these two brothers. In the beginning of their lives, Jacob, he was a, a heel grabber, grabbing the heel. And it would be a dreadful story or accounting if that was just it. But Jacob actually tried to pull his brother back in. From the very beginning. But later in the Bible it tells us that Jacob wanted Esau's birthright. There is deception from the very beginning. I want us to think to this morning of our own life and our own walk with deception at the crux of our life. Deception. You may say uh, uh, in the quiet parts of your heart, well, I, I don't deceive anybody. Well, I want you to think about it. If you've ever told anyone I love you and you didn't, And you don't. Well, pastor, I'd love to go out visiting this afternoon or Saturday, but I got things to do. Liar. Deception. Each and every one of us have a deceptive heart. And Jacob is fixing to pay the ultimate price for his deception. Genesis 25:25 25, 25 through 34 tells us that Esau was red and that he was hairy. That's important. Jacob was trying to pull Esau back in there is a war that is happening here between these two brothers you got that? Think about your life. Is there a war that's happening between you and the brethren? Your brother. Is there a war that's happening? It should have been, that it should have been the God of, of Isaac, Jacob, or Abraham, Isaac, and Esau. You ever think about that? Because Esau should have gotten the birthright. But it wasn't, was it? That means Jacob got what he got through what? Deception. Never give away heavenly attributes for earthly troubles. And Jacob is about to pay the price. For his deception. We see in Genesis 27 and 27, the boys grew up, and Esau was a, a cunning hunter. And Jacob was mama's boy. Hmm. It is important who you listen to because Jacob's mother was at the very heart of the deception. Oh, Jacob, don't you listen to anyone else other than me. If somebody tells you that, you need to turn around and run the other way. Because they don't have your best interest at heart. They just don't. There's only one and only one that we should be listening to daily. That's God. God has our best interest at heart. In verse number 13, Jacob's mother was, was in on this whole betrayal, and Mama says, Only obey me. Mamas mean well, don't they? You know, with Parenting skills and mama telling them, well, you know, growing up, you know, you shouldn't do this or you should do this. Those are all well and good. But whenever they, whenever, whenever they overstep their bounds and they begin to get into areas that they don't belong in deception. And in verse number 13, we see that. in Jacob, in verse number 19, Jacob and the father... And he goes and he, and, and he sees his father. Now this is where the deception really comes in. And he uh, gets some, some, some skin. And uh, the, the, the Bible accounting says he wrapped it around his neck and around his arms. And he goes in and, and, and he sees Isaac. And, and he begins to tell him But he also begins to show him. And he puts out his arm so that his father, which is now dim in his eyes, in other words, he can't see well, and he feels that hairiness of his son. And Isaac says, hmm, I hear the voice of Jacob, but I feel the being of Esau. And he gives him the birthright. If you go back and you look at verse number 19, and Jacob said, Father, I am Esau. Are we gathering in our mind what's happening here with this deception? And how it is rampant through this family and through the decades to come and the lives to come. Deception. And his voice was, in verse number 22, and his voice was of Jacob but his arm of Esau. I'm not going to ask Brother John because I know what the answer is, but the question is, have you ever had anybody come into your office trying to deceive you? Every pastor could go like this. Alternative motives an alternative agendas if you do this we can do this here he is look at verse number 34 he sold his birthright for a bowl for a bowl of lentil soup that was for jacob that was one of the most expensive one of the most expensive bowls of soup he ever sold Genesis 32 and 22, and he, and he rose up, and at the night, he rose up in the night and took his two wives and his ten women servants and, and his eleven sons. Man, he had a lot of time on his hands. And he passed over the fort of Jabbok. And he took them and sent them over the brook. And sent them over, he had. And Jacob was left alone. Oh my goodness. Whenever it comes time, our reckoning time with God, we are alone with him. No one else is there. You talk about those deceiving agendas. And those deceiving moments. What's one of the things we as human beings try to do? We try to get other people on our side. Saying, oh, can't you just come with me? Let's go talk to the pastor. Can you come? Can you come? Can you come? Can you come? There's more in numbers. (laughs) But Jacob sent them all over. And he stood by himself alone In 20 verse 24 and jacob was left alone and there and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day there again we wrestled Brother john you want to wrestle until the breaking of the day that is a long 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 time And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint. There's a, now, this in itself is a great message, touching the, his thigh. Do you know that your thigh or your hip is one of the strongest joints in the body? It takes 2,000 pounds of muscle to lift your leg. I'm missing a few thousand pounds because uh, uh, that's about it. That's one of the strongest muscles and bones and tendons and sinew in your body. As he wrestled with him in Genesis twenty-nine and or thirty-two and twenty-nine, and Jacob asked him and said, "Tell me thy name." That's just. That seems like just the question, doesn't it? Doesn't that seem like it's just a plain old everyday question? Tell me your name. Oh, it's much more than that. Remember what Jacob did back in the tent. With his father, he lied and told his father he was someone else. He used someone else's name. So here God is saying, tell me your name. He should have known then uh, 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 that the jig was about to be up. He's wrestling with God. Whenever God touches our heart and our very being and he begins to tell you that you are wrong, what do we do? We also wrestle with God. Because of our humanness, we say, I'm right. Esau for years and years, was saying, I'm right. To the point of bitterness coming in. I don't know about you, but whenever I was younger in the ministry, somebody tell me, well, no, you're wrong. What? Don't you know that I have... 25 Bibles and 100 commentaries that tell me I'm right. Bitterness comes in. We do not like to be told that we are in error. We would much rather cut our arm off than admit that we are in error. How is your walk with God? How is your life with God? How is your service with God? Has God been speaking to you to make it right? And you say, ah, not today. Not today. And even as Jacob told the lie, we tell the same sort of lie. God, it's all good. It's all good. You're mistaken. I don't have a problem. Jacob had a problem. I can tell you that our greatest moments do not come from our leap, but they come from your limp. Whenever you can get down on your knees and talk to God and tell him, God, I have sinned against you. God, help me. We might even be as bold to say, God, help me and I'll listen. Hmm. That's maybe yes and maybe no. That's our own human nature. Jacob in his own dying days. Let me ask a question. What are you worshiping over? I'm going to tell you what he was worshiping over. My limp reminds me of my barren season. Jacob had a barren season. Whenever you have deceived God and went against God and and have been treacherous dealing with God, he is going to deal with you. And sometimes the dealing with you is a barren season where you don't hear from God. We get a point in our life where we say, God, why? God, what have I done? Let me just hear the whisper in my ear. As we read in Genesis 32 and 24, Jacob was left alone. Left alone. I'm wondering, us in our Christian walk, that we leave people alone. I have been guilty of that. Of not communicating and not giving my love to people that needed it. Because I didn't like them. And it was a barren season. If you look back in your mind and you can think that you're meeting a brother or a sister and you just keep right on trucking. And you remember as we get close to each other, I remember what you did to me. A barren season. And then you get around to where people don't want to be around you. And then you ask that goofy question of, what did I do? (laughs) You know exactly what you have done. Jacob knew exactly what he had done. He does his best work when he separates us and pulls us to the side. just because you don't necessarily hear from God does not mean that you are in trouble. It has the possibility of that God is trying to get you in a new frame of mind. He's trying to lead you down a path that you have been bucking like a bucking bronc because you don't want to go because you know better. Jacob thought that he knew better. Brother, I'm running out of time, aren't I? Goodness sakes. Look, that we may feel like we're in trouble. But God is just trying to put us back on the potter's wheel. And to remold us and use us in a greater and more phenomenal way. Brother, I don't know about you, but in your move, my wife has banned me from using the words or the phrase, I think we need a new adventure. I used to tell her, you know what, I think that God is trying to lead us down a new adventure. And when she finally got tired of hearing it, she says, I don't need no new adventures. I'm happy with where I am. God is trying to teach Jacob humility. That's a big thing in our Christian life and walk. humility. Jacob goes from trying to get away to keep him on him. You think if you were wrestling you'd try to get that person away, don't you? Jacob had finally went. To holding on. Trying to receive his blessing. I know what I have done. And help me. Help me. The lesson Jacob and we all have been doing is uh, chasing after Esau's blessing. There again, it's in our Christian da- DNA, isn't it? Well, Brother John, why did you ask them to sing a special? I sing much better than they. I teach a much better class than, than Joe Blow. Pastor, what are you thinking? He's over here going like this. We get that mindset that we are better than everyone else that we are better and that we are more educated and more more strong in the ministry than anyone else well let me give you a clue jacob thought he was better because he had the birthright and he had stolen esau's blessing Jacob, what are you worshiping for going through his barren season. Because in uh, my barren season, I found out that I need God's blessing. I need to hear from God. But there are those times that he has pulled us to the side. And he's trying to teach you something. And we need to have the intestinal fortitude and the mindset to say, God, what are you trying to teach me? Open up my stopped-up ears that I may hear you. Have you ever thought about that human leg? We've talked a little bit about it being the strongest bone and muscle sinew of the body. There are two specific dynamic forces that are in that leg. First off, we have static pressure. You say, well, what in the world is static pressure? This is all that happened To Jacob when he touched his leg. Static pressure so we can stand on our own. It keeps you balanced. Static pressure. What does that mean? Jacob was not able, and he realized that he was not able (laughs) to stand on his own as sometimes we try to stand on our own and leave God completely in the next room. The next one is dynamic pressure. It takes away the ability to walk on his own. So he cannot stand on his own, and he cannot walk on his own. So what does it tell us that that Jacob was doing? He was leaning on his staff. Jacob had a limp after the encounter with God. What does that limp remind Jacob? That he was not right with God, and we are not right with God, he will intervene in our life. So if we've all got at least that one brain cell running around in our head, we are going to know that it is important for us to be right with God. And if we are not right with God, he will get your attention and he will give you a limp that you'll always be able to remember. Every morning, Jacob reminded himself of why he was there. Esau didn't do it. His father didn't do it. His mother didn't do it. But Jacob did it. And God gave him a limp. Do you know what else Jacob was uh, 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 excited over? Now, now, I want you to, to, to realize, that and, and I'll close. Jacob was trying to reconcile with his brother Esau. Do you know why Esau reconciled with Jacob? Because of his limp. Can you imagine in your mind, Jacob limping over the next mountaintop? He can barely, he can barely move. He can't stand on his own. He cannot walk on his own. But God is making a way. And he's up and he's going over the mountaintop. And who does he see? Esau. Esau saw his brother in his barren season making things right. Esau had compassion on his brother. Compassion. Knowing what he had done. I want us to think about that this morning. Is there anything in your life that you have done that you need to make right? Have you gone against one of your brethren? And are you going through a barren season? Sisters, same, 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 same scenario. Do you think that you might be thinking that you are better than others? Let me tell you what, God's going to get your attention. Believe me. God's going to get your attention. Attention. Do you think that Jacob, if he would have known why he was there wrestling and on the other side of Jabok, that he's going to have to go through all of this, and to have this horrible limp for the rest of his life? Do you think he might have tried the repentive nature, try to try to make things right with his brother? We think we know better. And I hate to tell you, we don't know better. Jacob. Jacob. Let's all stand. If there's a time in your life that you need to make things right, it's today. If there's a time that you need to make things right with God, it's today. I want us to remember Jacob and what Jacob went through. He went from trying to push God away to trying to hug him and draw him in closer. My goodness. If you don't know Christ today, today is your day. Angels in heaven are waiting to rejoice for you. And there's anything on your heart or in your life you need to make right? This is today. This is the time. God, I have failed you so much. Is there anyone that will meet me down here? Anyone have the intestinal fortitude to walk out and to meet me down here to make it right?